Hello and welcome to Viral Culture. We're locked inside with nothing but the internet for company and in a bid to stay sane, we're collecting the very best of free and very cheap entertainment to share with you. I'm Anne Frankenstein. And I'm Nick Howard. And what have you been up to this week? Um, well, I've been quite productive this week. I've been uh, passively uh, absorbing all kinds of interesting information. The first thing that I've been perusing is the British Pathé Archive. They have this amazing um, archive of like old footage, news footage and newsreels and old documentaries, all available on YouTube. It was actually made available a few years ago. It was one of those things that I said, one day I'll have the time to peruse that at my leisure. And that day has finally come. They've got some amazing stuff on their YouTube page. Uh, They have some um, vintage keep fit videos from the 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s, which are hilarious and brilliant. They have a selection called uh, Vintage Fails, which is like uh, old news blooper reels, which are also pretty hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Have you had a look at uh, at their archive before? Is this no, I haven't. Well? Um, I'm aware of British Pathé, but I've never looked through their archive. Do you think we're actually... There are so many archives available at the moment. Do you think we're actually at the perfect time where after this, there'll be so much material that it'll just be overwhelming? I mean, it's already overwhelming, isn't it? Yeah, fair. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the availability of stuff is so overwhelming. It's funny, my, my sister is a digital archivist, so I always think of her when I think of these things and how this stuff can be arranged in a more accessible way because sometimes it is overwhelming. But the nice thing about the uh, British Pathé Archive on YouTube is that they've really done a good job of arranging things in a sort of accessible and non-intimidating way. For example, playlists where they'll have like just 10 different videos, 10 different newsreels. Um, So they've made it quite succinct and basically made it so that if there's something specific that you're interested in, you can easily find it. Oh, they have stuff like six amazing narrators, which is just amazing to hear those old voices from like the 50s and 60s on the radio. And that's of particular interest to me. But yeah, they've just got some amazing footage there. You're right about the way in which things are collected. I've been searching through a lot of particularly national archives for different countries, trying to find gems for this podcast and actually cutting the the wheat from the chaff, as it were, in these archives is very difficult. It often feels like you are, I'm going to mix metaphors here, (laughs) it feels often as though a whole bunch of stuff has floated ashore onto a beach and you're desperately combing through it trying to find the, the gems in amongst just miles and miles of stuff, which I'm sure is very interesting to some people, but just isn't of wider interest, you know? Mm, well, that's what we're here to do, to, to yeah, present exactly. the wheat and the uh, and the treasure, the beach treasure in a comprehensive way. Yes. So, have you got okay, any wheat? So, Tell me yeah, about Yeah, I'll bring wheat. you some wheat. So <laughs> I, I present for you Project Muse, which is a long-running website. It's a provider of humanities and social science books and journals, particularly of interest for academics. But there are also lots of accessible books in there as well, if you're feeling like some non-fiction, a lot of the, the university presses, that kind of thing. And they, like a lot of these mm-hmm. academic groups, are providing a lot of their material for free at the moment, mainly because so many academics academics and teachers and students are desperately continuing their courses while the lockdown continues. But for the rest of us who aren't currently trying to get our PhDs finished, etc., 
it's good just to be able to dig through a whole bunch of stuff you wouldn't otherwise read. So I am going to be um, the ones that I've so far looked through and are in my sort of digital bedside table ready for reading um, is a book Between the Living and the Dead, a perspective on witches and seers in the early modern age. And also a brief history of thrift. So there's quite a range there. <laughs> what skills are you hoping to come out of this lockdown with? I'm either going to be very thrifty or I'll just be a witch. <laughs> I think both both I would go for. Both are, well, are going to be advantageous in the new world. I think you're right. So what else are you going to be uh, educating yourself and entertaining yourself with? Well, speaking of uh, academia, there's an amazing uh, film historian called Mark Cousins who's made a lot of documentaries about film appreciation and stuff. But he's decided to create from his own home in lockdown uh, something called 40 Days to Learn film. It's a video. It's on Vimeo. Obviously, we'll put the link up. It's only about two and a quarter hours long, but it's this incredibly intensive film course that he's made. It's more kind of like an improvised lecture with really interesting slides, but it really is intense and it covers every kind of aspect of film that could possibly be uh, be relevant to anyone who's curious to learn about it in an academic way. And it's so intense that he's divided it up with timestamps every couple of minutes. So you have a day. I mean, the theory is, according to him, that you watch it over 40 days, even though it's two hours and a quarter long. That's how intensive it is. Wow. So, yeah. So, for example, the first marker, five minutes in, day one, colour. At 12 minutes in, day two, eyeline. Uh, and then it goes on. There's story economy, um, rebellion, tension, poetics, markers every couple of minutes just so that you have time to take it in. Oh, right. So you watch about five minutes and then you go have a rest. Basically, yeah. That is your entire compressed day of education. If only university had been like that and then I might have been able to finish. <laughs> and so you're covering what narrative, the cinematography, all in this uh, in this two and a half hours. You're right. That day, that is going to have to be compressed. Yeah. I'm, well, I mean, he does. Uh, there's a sort of disclaimer at the beginning where he's like, if you're meant to be in film school, this is not going to be in addition to what you're learning <laughs> in film school. Like it's very much I mean, he's obviously extremely passionate about film and sort of slightly deranged in that nice way that people are when they just love something so much. So it is subjective and it is his perspective. But, you know, he's fascinating. Mm. He's so knowledgeable and he has this beautiful Northern Irish accent as well. So it's definitely worth watching. You know, I'm a casual uh, film lover, but I just find the whole idea of 40 days in two and a quarter hours pretty amazing. So I will continue with my studies. And also, I think, I don't know about you, but I'm always, I'm I'm desperately aware that I'm not an expert in anything. <laughs> and there's so much that I think I would be getting more out of with a little bit of extra understanding that I'm always trying to cheat my way up the ladder with a quick injection of extra knowledge. Is this just me? Um, no, I think it's certainly not just you. I'm just laughing there because it just makes me think there's going to be people who have got PhDs in film theory and have been studying it their whole lives who are going to be deeply offended and upset that uh, people like us think we can learn it in two and a quarter hours. But sure, I'm all for, for sure. it, to be honest. Anything that makes me sound or look smarter or just, you know, place one above from last in a pub quiz, I'm happy with that. <laughs> so... My next recommendation actually fits in with knowing a little bit about film. So in London on Regent Street, there is a cinema which specialises in classic, critically acclaimed, interesting movies from around the world. It's called the Regent Street Cinema, appropriately enough. 
at the moment, obviously, because of the lockdown, they are not having any screenings, any showings. And to compensate for this, they have teamed up with a streaming site called Mubi. Now, every day, the team at Mubi put up a new hand-picked film, critically acclaimed or classic. They say a beautiful film, and it tends to fall into those categories from around the world. Um, the films are available for 30 days for a month, so you've always got a backlog of films to be working through. Now, usually, you can head to their website and get a seven-day free trial to work out whether you like the service, but because of the collaboration with Regent Street Cinema, that has been extended to three months with a special code. You do have to put your credit card details in, but you can obviously cancel when the free trial is up. You don't have to pay anything, although the hope obviously is that you would continue because of the good service. And similarly, once the lockdown is over, it'll also be nice to head back to the Regent Street Cinema to see films as well. I've dipped into a few films on Mubi, but the one I've watched most recently was called The Servant, uh, set in 1960s Chelsea in London, starring uh, James Fox and Dirk Bogard. It's a tale of like class tensions and desire, and the question of who desires whom is throughout the entire film. It's quite creepy in an understated way um, and yet you've also got this marvellous window into 1960s swinging 60s Chelsea again a vanished world all in, in uh, black and white and beautifully shot I, I would definitely recommend that it's probably about uh, 28 days still to watch but yes I'll be digging through their archive as well that sounds amazing and that one sounds right up my street nice and subtle that's what I like in a film you don't get that much these days and I have one other thing that I have been doing. So while we're in the lockdown, I have been recording myself reading children's books for my nine-month-old nephew. His mum, my sister, asked me to do this. Um, it's a way to, I guess, have a bit of family time while we're all split apart and, and separate and it's also quite nice just to, to be doing something different. I can't say that I'll be reading children's books for their narrative content, but they've been good fun making the sound effects and the different voices and things like this. I do actually have a clip if you'd, if you'd like to hear me. I would love to hear it. Yes, please. I hope there's noises in this one too. So this is from a book about a, a daddy bear who wants to get some rest. It's called Peace at Last by Jill Murphy. Uh, I will click play now. Well... You would not believe what noises there are in the garden at night. Do it, do woo, went the owl. Snuffle, snuffle, went the hedgehog. Meow, sang the cats on the wall. Oh no, said Mr. Bear. I can't stand this. So he got up and went to sleep in the car. <laughs> that is brilliant. You know, I've only ever heard you using those type of voices and that type of intonation when you're taking the piss out of someone. <laughs> so it's quite novel to hear you doing it there. Also, Sincerely. that story, very, very relatable. Exactly. That's um, do, you, do you think I do have a, a future reading children's books? Well, I mean, if you want to, yeah, definitely. I say go for it. Shoot for your dreams. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised. <laughs> I think you, uh, you definitely have what it takes. So, Ms. Frankenstein, anything else that you're recommending this week? 
Well, there's one more thing while we're on the subject of uh, of listening. You've known me a while. You know that one of my favourite things is discovering weird old music. I like weird old anything, really, but but particularly weird old music. And uh, there's a series that was out uh, in The Guardian. It's actually about five years ago now. Another thing that I made a mental note of and then completely never had the time to follow up on. And I'm slowly going through it now. It's called The 101 Weirdest Records on Spotify. And it's been compiled by a guy called Rob Fitzpatrick, um, who, like me, likes weird stuff and also uh, works at Spotify. And uh, basically, every week he put out an article on a different... um, Basically, you know, obviously Spotify has a lot of stuff on it and sometimes it's kind of hard to get through and uh, discover more interesting stuff. So this is essentially a means to that. And there's all kinds of great stuff, weird old psych music, like jazz that you might never have heard of. uh, That's like, you know, kind of weird and and, uh, undiscovered. There's like spoken jazz. There's like a weird old Johnny Cash album that's been lost in the ether. There's an there's a brilliant psych album by a band called Sap with Camel. Can you tell this is right up my street? Yeah, I've been enjoying absolutely. This, this has so been much. made for you. <laughs> yeah, it really has. Oh, it's just great. And, and because there's 101, you know, and I got time on my hands, I can really listen through and peruse everything. Just, you know, across all genres. But if you're curious about... Um, kind of outsider music, but a bit more accessible, then uh, yeah, I highly recommend it. When we put this up with the usual list of all the things we've talked about, should we put up specific links to some of your individual recommendations as well? Yes. Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good. Okay, I've got one other thing. I always talk about the National Theatre. Their version of Treasure Island is going up this Thursday at 7pm on their YouTube, which should be good fun. I like some pirates. So I'll be tuning in to that. And with that, I think we're done for this episode. I think that's quite enough to be getting on with. I've got, uh, you know, three minutes a day of film school to be getting on with. Absolutely. And my many children's books, my new oof. (laughs) Um, This is a whole new thing, a whole new world for you. And it's been a pleasure. I'll speak to you perhaps in, in a couple of days. Likewise, I hope so. So this is Viral Culture. It can be found at viralculture.co.uk, also on iTunes, Stitcher and Google Podcasts. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at Viral Culture Pod, where we'll be gratefully receiving your feedback, your praise, complaints and suggestions and recommendations. Um, you can also send those to hello at viralculture.co.uk as well. Thank you very much for listening. I'm Nick Howard. I'm Anne Frankenstein. We'll be seeing you later this week. 